good noon to everyone on this divisional playoff weekend. You got the man of the hour, the tower of power, too sweet to ever be sour, Delonte. Yes, sir. It's good. Good. Of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. Should be joined shortly by the man that is too, he's cool as ice, twice as nice. And they never had a bad day in his damn life. That would be Bernard Juni. We should be joined by him very shortly. But uh, as of right now, we are in the midst of the AFC Divisional Playoff game between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Houston Texans are already on the board just now, 7 to nothing. So, but we're going to dip back and we're going to look at, we're going to look at yesterday's game, both games from yesterday. Um, San Francisco 49ers versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Niners, 27-10 winners over Minnesota. Um, Kirk Cousins, 21 of 29, 172, a touchdown in the TD. I mean, an interception. Uh, Dalvin Cook, only nine carries for 18 yards. Maybe that would explain why they didn't win this game. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Stephon Diggs, only two catches, 57 yards. Adam Thielen, five catches, 50 yards. Um, Diggs had the touchdown. On defense, they got an interception from Kendricks, and that's about it. I mean, you got a lot of tackles and everything, but uh, nothing on their defense stands out. Uh, San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo, 11-19, 131, uh, one TD, one interception. Very safe game. Uh, Coleman, 22 carries, 105, and two touchdowns. Uh, Raheem Mostert, 12 catches, 58 yards. Uh, Breida, who was their feature back last year, who seemed like kind of sort of forgotten man, eight carries, 17 yards. Uh, Samuel, three catches, 42 yards. Bourne, 40. Yards on three catches. Emmanuel Sanders, your former boy, uh, two catches, 33 yards. Greg Kittle, three for 16. And Greg Kittle's cleats in pregame had none other than Dwayne The Rock Johnson on them. So I'm digging that. Uh, Nick Bosa, two sacks. Um, a sack from Thomas, sack from Buckner, sack from Armstead, sack from Ford. So they, they, they got the Kirk Cousins off a lot yesterday. Yeah, it was uh like Minnesota's offensive line was was uh was heavily um exposed. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna ask you. Uh, what 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 could what could Minnesota have done to I'll say counteract this pass rush because you got one of the most devastating pass rushes in the league. In San Francisco. Yeah, I, I would say they probably could have uh, utilized some, some tight ends to help block, uh, pick up, you know, send some some of uh, a pass rush. Because San Francisco, man, it was, oh man, that 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 pat like it was on a one sauce yesterday. It was I was like, wow. It seemed like every play it was like getting in the backfield. That's what it felt like. That's what it right. seems. Um, so you know, and you know, Kurt, 
Captain Kirk, man, he was under a lot of duress pretty much the whole afternoon, so couldn't really do too much or nothing. And, you know, Kirk Cousins has that. Uh, and we got Junie with us. What's going on, Junie? Has that, uh, yeah, we here, Junie. Kirk Cousins has that uh that stigma about being a playoff quarterback and winning the big one. He won a big one last year, and now all of a sudden that whole stink of not being a great quarterback in the playoffs is on him again. Yeah, man. You know, I I, I thought it would be different after the the Saints one. Like that that was that was a huge win because not only you know what I'm saying, like New Orleans they were heavily favored, but you go in there and you and you throw the game with a touchdown in, in OT. And then of course it's the whole you like that, you know, slogan, you know, which kind of is reborn. Um, you figure, okay, all right, Captain Kirk, you know, we we you know might be on to something finally, but nope, you know what I'm saying? Um, old habits never die. So, you know, it is what it is. But decent season overall by the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, what's your uh, what's your thought on? Uh oh, <laughs> we might have another touchdown by the Texans. That'll make it thirteen nothing. But what are your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, pretty much making his postseason debut and being as efficient as he is. Uh, he, he played it safe. You know, he 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 played the safe. Yeah, he had the pick. Um, that was good. That was just good defense. Cause that interception, like, uh, homeboy, he 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 snatched that joint out of midair, literally. But for the most part, Jimmy G, he 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 played a decent game. I wasn't mad at all. Wasn't mad at all. He he, he did what he's supposed to do. You know, kind of conservative. You know. I agree, and I think that's the safest approach. You don't have to come out there being a gunslinger. You know, you're not Brett Favre. You don't have to go out there and, and, and sling the ball around like that. So, you know, just play it safe. And they relied heavily on their run game, and it worked out. Yeah, 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 you're right, man. You're uh, right. Junie, Junie, can you hear us? I think Junie having a little technical difficulty there. But we'll, we'll, we'll get back with him. Um. Now, the second game, this is a second game from yesterday that really, really, uh, oh, I think it, go. it ripped me apart. It, it really did. It ripped me totally apart because anybody that has listened to the sideline junkies, you know for a fact how we feel about Lamar Jackson. Right Now, the Titans came in, and they schemed up a pretty damn good game plan to stop him and the Ravens who were the number one seed, and they beat the Ravens 28-12 to in Baltimore. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, 7-14, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry even had a three-yard touchdown pass. But Derrick Henry, 30 carries, 195 yards, six yards, six and a half yards per carry. Now, my question is, well, first off, this is the first player to ever run Three straight games, uh, over 180 yards. Uh, 
this dude's an absolute monster. He's they, uh, what is he? Six four, like two sixty. Mm-hmm. Pure muscle and can move. Yep. Um, they didn't really pass the ball that much. Uh, their receiving leader was uh Raymond, one catch, forty five yards, and a touchdown. But on the flip side, Lamar, 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 still our guy. 31 of 59, 365, a touchdown and two picks. He ran for 143 yards. Mark Ingram only had six carries for 22. And I think that's something that was not talked about was Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram was hurt way more than what was speculated. Yeah, it's. It's 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 a lot to un- uh, unwrap from this game. Like first off, like the 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 key word is expectations, and a, a lot of America expected the Ravens to you know with with the regular season that they had to pretty much run through the playoffs. Like Lamar Jackson, unstoppable. Their defense, um, you know, a couple cracks, but for the most part, formidable. Um, Hollywood Brown, a star in the making. Uh, and then Mark Ingram, uh, you know, said like a, a workhorse. It's just, yeah. But like you said, Tennessee man, they they dialed up a scheme, and the only person that really did anything was Lamar. Uh, you know, it it got to a point where, uh, Coach Harbaugh, um, hope I pronounced it right. I'm not sure, but whatever. Uh, he 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 just resorted to Lamar running, Lamar run. Then, uh, then a pass attempt, then another Lamar run. Like every other play was a Lamar run. I'm like, yo, please don't RG three this dude. Mm-hmm. Hey, excuse me, brothers. Mm-hmm. There you go. I, I'm just getting myself together, man. Okay, the wifey just kept talking, but look, <laughs> uh, the key word today is excuses, which y'all are making too many excuses. Tennessee had Ravens number and they lost. Stop making excuses. They lost, and I'm glad. Go Tennessee. They can't stop the big beast, as in Derrick Henry. They watched all the film on uh, Lamar. He couldn't do nothing. He did what he could. They lost. And guess what? I'm glad. <laughs> let, let, let me ask you this. Now, this is what pissed it, – it wasn't just the loss that pissed me off. It was – People coming out, and I mean, people that were amazed by Lamar Jackson during the regular season, yeah. And it seemed like those critics that were around during uh, the combine and the draft that he was in, you know, saying he, you know, he's not an NFL quarterback. Those critics came back, well, he's not a playoff quarterback, and I'm like, well, nobody said that when Tom Brady lost in the playoffs. Nobody said that when any other quarterback loses in the playoffs, but now all of a sudden he's not as good as he uh, is hyped up to be. Like, and I, I hey, got really pissed this? off. Oh, I heard it, it was all over Twitter. It was over Facebook. Like, I had to get. I got so pissed off last night. I logged out of every. I never logged out of any of my social media. I logged out of all of it because I didn't want no notifications. I didn't want anything. First thing, man, you can't stop people from putting up stuff. People gonna no. be people. People yeah. gonna hate. Mm-hmm. You know, People I love Lamar. Up. I love his game, but I hate the Ravens. I wanted to see Lamar do you good. Got every the Huster, the Huster, the haters up. The Ravens, I hate the Cowboys, so I, I get that. And the way Delonte hates the Raiders and the Chiefs and the Chargers. I mean, Delonte, you, you hate the whole damn division. 
and you're supposed to. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be. But with Lamar, I just feel like he got he he already got a a, a bad shake coming out of college. Now this kid was a Heisman Trophy winner. He was a pocket passer in college. Oh, but they should split him out the wide receiver. Why? Why? Hey, then man. he shows he can play quarterback. This is everybody's riding with him. He has Poor a bad play. game. The team Poor had play. an overall Harbaugh got out coach. Like, what the hell was going on with Baltimore's hands? A lot of drops. But now all of a sudden, well, he's not a playoff quarterback. He's not the guy that we thought he was. But nobody said anything. Harbaugh just got out coach. That's all I can say. I give more credit to Mike Vrabel and Tennessee for what they did to scheme up to keep him in check. Now, he didn't keep him in check stat-wise on the, on the ground because he still ran for over 100 yards. But how you schemed it up against that team who's the number one seed and was steamrolling everybody, I give more credit to the coaching staff and Mike Vrabel, how they did it, rather than the Ravens playing a bad game. Because if you say the Ravens played a bad game, you're taking away credit from that Tennessee team that played an awesome game. And they, they were well prepared. That's just how I feel. Hey, man, watching Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson watching Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls, it's like saying, it's like saying Michael Jordan is going to get his points. You know that's going to happen. So Lamar Jackson is going to get his. But the thing is, you got to hold on to everybody else. So yeah. let Lamar Jackson get his 100 yards. But we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna continue. We're going to hold everybody else. But he's going to get his. He's that good. So they did what they had to do. Let Lamar Jackson get his. And they held everybody else in check. And they won the game. They was out coached by a young Bill Belichick. That's all I can say. I'll agree you know with what? you. I, I would say this. I, I thought that uh, Lamar, he, he did his thing. You know, over 300 yards passing, over 100 yards rushing. I think the stage might have been too big for some of the other uh, guys on the Ravens squad. Like, there were a lot of drop passes. A lot of drop passes last night. It was that now that was deplorable. You know, the thing is, them, some nerves kicked in. The, the the thing is, Earl Thomas said that the uh, the Patriots were scared to tackle Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry turned him into a lead blocker. Yeah, he did. Yep. I, I'm I'm like, what in the world? But Der- I didn't. I knew Derrick Henry was a beast. But then I I seen a picture of him at Alabama standing next to Mark Ingram. I'm like, Derrick Henry's a big boy. Yeah, we see yeah. the picture. I gotta see the picture. I, I'll find when I find it. I, I'll, I'll send it to you. But it, it man, the, the comparison. Sweater. Yeah. I they like him, man. I definitely. I'm, I'm definitely going going for him next year on fantasy. He, I love. Him. <laughs> but now my question is with Derrick Henry. Can he keep up this onslaught? Um, Can he continue it for, you know, the peak of his career for the next five to seven years? Or is he going to be Christian Mm -hmm. Okoye? Man, man, listen, this this dude, like, well, I'm not, and I can't take nothing away from the Titans team period, but of course, Derrick Henry has done most of the heavy lifting. Like, just look, like, they went New England. Punched them in the mouth. Went to Baltimore. Punched them in the mouth. 
I won't be surprised to go to either Kansas City or Houston next week and punch them in the mouth. Now, as far as uh, 49ers or San Fran or Seattle, uh, all right, let's you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But let's go one I, game at a time, exactly. Yeah, one game at a time. But uh, Derrick Henry, man, is is do he he's uh he's game ready. He's game ready. Hey, Delonte, Delonte, I totally agree. I read one of Kevin Post when he said like he couldn't believe it was Tannehill. But I'm gonna tell y'all something. That offensive line that Tennessee had, man, one of us could go back there and quarterback and look like Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. So yeah. I gotta give all praise to their offensive line because they're doing a hell of a job, and that's uh-huh. what making Tannehill look like a superstar quarterback. Hey, you know what? I heard a Miami Dolphin fan say, I think we messed up by getting rid of Tannehill. I said, when you got rid of Tannehill, I told you y'all, y'all messed up. You have you 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 became a rudderless ship because you didn't have you spent a high draft pick on this quarterback. You didn't give him time to develop. And then you traded him away and now look at him. He's on his way to the AFC championship game. Where are you? The bottom of the barrel. Yep. Hopefully you don't get traded. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Something that came out yesterday, it was uh it's on ESPN. Uh Ravens guard Marshall Yonder. He called out rookie uh tackle, defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, and said he spit in his face. Wow. And I'm like, that's that you know, we gotta find the 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 the, the, the video of that because if that happened, you know, punishment has to be doled out. You don't run him around. Number one, spitting on somebody, man, woman, child. No matter who's doing the spitting, that's the most disrespectful thing you can do to anybody. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you gotta be worried when you spit in another man's face. You need to be worried about that man's gonna take your life, because that that that's that's the type of egregious offense that it is. So if that's if that happened and that's true, uh, Mr. Jeffrey Simmons, I think you need to sit down and think about your actions for the rest of the playoffs and probably the first half of next year. Yeah. That's assault, my friend. Uh, before we jump into the current games, um, what else we got for ESPN? Uh, the Browns are going to hire Kevin Stefanski as their head coach. Uh, good or bad hire, fellas? Uh, I'm I'm a uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw a, 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 a undecided because I don't know much about this dude. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna go with undecided for now. I'll probably have to answer that probably on uh, uh, week three of next season. Junie? I'm going to give it a plus because uh, I think right now anybody can coach the Browns. Anybody should have their chance. <laughs> they should be calling Kevin, Kevin up there one day. I think you get a chance, I, 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 hey, give him a chance. I want to see yeah. what he got to do. I, I, I thought that they had the coaches they needed. Uh, last season, the second half of last season when they had Greg Williams and they decided not to retain him. I'm like, that's the biggest mistake because he was the reason for your turnaround. He kept everybody in check. I didn't understand that part. I didn't understand that. I'll never understand it, but hey, that's, that's, you know what? That's the Browns being the Browns. That's what that is. Uh, Last but not least, uh, a guy that some were saying was a Hall of Famer last Super Bowl. You know, oh, Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer. Well, he's been charged with misdemeanor vandalism after jumping on a Mercedes-Benz in Beverly Hills, California. So. Yeah, it, it, 
it's one of those things. Um, what's the saying? When there's smoke, there's fire. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's like the the Patriots, man. It's just oh man, it, it's it's going downhill, down, down, down. Like the Ohio well, play is fire. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> bad, now all bad. Right now we got uh Houston up on uh Kansas City fourteen nothing. Um yeah, I see Joe. Yeah. Hey, you hey yo, man, let me speak over that right quick. Hey, have y'all ever sat back and watched the Kansas City Chiefs defense? Yeah, you don't yeah, it's inconsistent. You don't know what you're gonna get. Right. Man, and they suck. You, you know what they, they got Chris Jones is out. That's a huge loss for Kansas City. Oh, that's what it is. They suck. You, you know something I noticed? Uh-huh. What's that? They 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 use a lot. Uh oh. Oh. He, he they use a lot of uh a lot of DB blitzes and things like that. But I always wonder why they never signed uh Tom Bahali back. He was still, you know, in prime. But why didn't you sign this guy back? But it must be something going on because he didn't sign with anybody. Who? Who we talking about? Justin Houston. Remember Tom Bahali? Oh yeah. Yeah. They didn't sign him back. What about Houston? Was he playing for them? Justin Houston. I believe so. Then man, he turned things up in Indiana and the Colts. Wow. But this game is far from over. It's still the first quarter. Um, taking down to three minutes, and they just sacked Deshaun. I mean, you got with Deshaun Watson. You got to wait till the whistle blows to find out if he sacked because we seen that last week. But uh, yeah, we, they, and I, we saw them down what sixteen points last week too. Yeah, and it came so, back a win, so it's still early. Uh, but the late game is uh Packers and Seahawks. I see, Junie. Uh, you didn't pick that game yet, Delonte. You say Seahawks thirty-one twenty-one. Oh, you did, Junie. Twenty-seven twenty-four. Oh. Delonte thirty-one twenty-eight. Uh, BJ say Green Bay thirty twenty-seven. I don't. Uh, I don't see Green. Nah. I, I'm going with the Seahawks. Delonte. Russell hey, Delonte, hey, let me tell y'all something, man. Hey, what, what's that running back name? Uh, Number 33 for Green Bay. Uh, crap. Um, Jones? I believe it is Jones. Hold on one second. If this is a turnover. This game is over. Yeah, because they got it inside the inside the 10. Right. Uh-oh. Houston ball. This game is over. Now, see, here's the thing. You don't never feel the punt oh, inside your y'all know. They'll tell you. They put your heels on the team. Man, somebody should get fired. Exactly. Is a, a, a junior, is a, his name is Aaron Jones. Yes. If Aaron Jones get on the loose today, man, so, oh, that's Tyreek Hill. What? Mm-hmm. He should have known that. He known better. Something ain't right, y'all. Something ain't right on this game. Something right. But Aaron Jones, thank you, man. If if he get on the wild side, if he get on fire today, I mean, he he can make a big difference in this game. But like I said, I'm going for Seattle, but Aaron Jones can make a big difference. Yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks, too, in this one. I'm going to take the Seahawks, and I'm going to go uh, hmm, I think it's going to be like 31-20. But I, th- I just think Metcalf is a good. beast, too. Yeah. Now, granted, 
I didn't think that he was, you know, a top five pick beast. But he's good for what he does. But I, I, w- I wouldn't have spent like a top five pick or a top three pick to get him like they were saying. I'm like, he can't run routes, but he's learning as the season goes on. It was uh the guy that was next to him that went in the second round. Um, What was his name? A.J. Brown? That was that oh, yeah, old. Tennessee. Yeah, that's, that's who you wanted to go after. But, um. So, you know, we got that coming up at 6 o'clock. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And maybe once we come back. Oh, Wayne, you got to (laughs) wait. They just scored again. Texas up. (laughs) Wayne, you got to (laughs) wait. But we're going to go ahead and take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little little bit more NFL and a little NBA. Because I got a question for these two fellas. Because... When it comes down to NBA, combined collectively, the sideline junkies have seen a lot of NBA. But I got a hell of a question for these guys. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. And just like that, we are back. Now, real quick, we're going to wrap up the NFL with this one question for the fellas. The Redskins have hired a flurry of people. Um, they've let go quite a few. Of course, everybody knows by now Bruce Allen let go. Uh, they've reass- they've let uh, Eric Schaefer go out of the front office. Reassigned Doug Williams to play a development. Uh, what do you think about all these moves in the front office and the hirings that the Redskins have made, fellas? I like it. Uh, it, it shows that Dan Snyder, he, he's tired. He, he's trying to uh, get rid of the losing culture that exists here in Washington. He's trying to install, you know, the the winning ways or trying to bring it back. Um, you know, Del Rio and Rivera, you know, co- you know, the coaches, Rivera being the head coach, Del Rio being the defensive coordinator, they they gonna uh you know install that that hard nose mentality into the team that take no prisoners like either you with us or you ain't period. So hey I, I like it man. Yeah, I'm with it, man. I like Jack Del Rio and I like um, Riverboat Ron. So, two great coaches, man. And uh, 10 years with Bruce Allen, ain't do nothing, ain't go nowhere. So, it was best to get rid of him, hit the road, Jack. So, let's start over fresh. I like the moves. I like it. Let's go Redskins. I agree wholeheartedly. I like the direction everything's going in. So, just keep it up. Uh, Moving on to the NBA. Uh, you know, coming up this time of year is January. We got the trade deadline, a little, little over a month. So a lot of names are being out there, but one name that's being put out there an awful lot, Andre Drummond. Yeah. And he's been said rumored to go here, there, everywhere. Uh, any any uh, other trade rumors that you'd like to see? The Wizards trade for uh, anything like that. Um, let me think. You know what? Andre Drummond. I, I would say uh, I would say Blake Griffin because I know the Pistons they were looking at um, you know trade him as well. Um, I think the Wizards they can use another like big man presence in their front court. 
Uh, I'm a, one more, and we're gonna stay in Detroit. Derrick Rose. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure why he's he's not starting, but you know, no disrespect to Reggie. Uh, Reggie Jackson still the starting point guard. I, I couldn't even tell you. Huh. But the thing is, Dirk, I, don't, <laughs> I don't watch it. But you know what? Like this this season, it, it seems like a lot of you know of, of the the players who once were top dogs are, are redeeming themselves. Derrick Rose, Melo, uh, Dwight, you know, those three in particular. So I, I think yeah, Derrick Rose. I know they were um, his name's come up with some trade talk. You know, I I think he. He's redeemed himself to a point he could be a starting point guard again. Like this dude is as late as like razor sharp focus. So, hey man, I, I, any team can use Derrick Rose. You know what? Uh, D Rose is um, he's playing at, at at he's playing above his MVP 2008 season. Mm-hmm. His stats right now are above that. So. I wouldn't want to see him in a Wizards uniform. I'd love to see him back in a Bulls uniform, but I can't always have what I want. Yeah. But, uh, I'd love to see the Wizards go after Kevin Love. Yeah. I'm not even yep. about it. I would love to see Now, uh, Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson are on this uh, list that I'm looking at. Um, Kyle Kuzma, Marcus Morris. I, nobody wants Marcus Morris. Don't even try to trade him. I tried to trade him. I'm doing uh, – GM mode on um 2K and I tried to trade Marcus Morris. Man, you know how hard that was. That I hit trade finding, mm. and joint it spun for so long. Man, I had enough time to go in the kitchen make breakfast for all the kids before the daggone thing stopped because <laughs> they couldn't find me a daggone deal to trade for Mark <laughs> trade Marcus Morris. Um, Drew Holiday, Aaron Gordon, and uh Danilo Gall- Gallinari. DeMar DeRozan is on, on uh, a name's been mentioned. J.J. Redick, Jay Crowder, and Andre Iguodala. Those are your top ten in the trade rumors. But, I mean, Iguodala is good veteran presence. He got championship experience. I don't what, – what much – how much more could he actually possibly give you that where you would get, you know – you could say, okay, I'm going to trade for Iggy, but you're going to sacrifice the future for a player that probably play another two to three years. Right. So I don't know what Iggy could possibly give you. Uh, other than veteran leadership. Defensive presence. Okay. Good defensive presence. All right. Junie? Um, I'll tell you pass on that one. <laughs> I'll pass on that one. All right. Now, here's the question that I want I, I really want you guys to dig into because I, I can't even answer this. And I would love for you guys to answer it. Will the New York Knicks ever be a respectable franchise ever again? Um Man, yeah. I'm about to pass on this one. <laughs> no, I'm I'm let me they took a step in the right direction by drafting um, R.J. Barrett, uh, a, a, a player on, on that roster who I thought was going to be able to complement Barrett and, you know, make a, a, a decent contribution was Dennis Smith Jr. But, ah, man, he, he this got damn. And, and, like, he was a, a beast in high school, a, a beast in college, but 
hasn't really panned out like that in the pros. Um, I they probably need another two, three drafts. Uh, you know, a couple like probably one monster free agent signing, and then they should be of relevance again. But it's going to take a few years, man. Definitely going to take a few years. I I didn't like how they did uh, Coach Fizz. That was weak. That was weak. They haven't press conference, you know what I'm saying? Like throwing them under the bus. And what was it? The the uh the team president. He himself, he about to get fired. How you gonna throw somebody in the bus and your job not even you know safe? Okay. So yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 a mess in, in New York, man. Um looking at hey. this. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, man, New York, I I don't know what to say about New York anymore. Um they do have it. What's the power for it, then, y'all? You played for the Pelicans and played for the Lakers at one time. Uh, Julius uh, Randle. Man, Randle is nice too. What y'all think? I like oh, him. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's nice. His numbers. Are I like think he's a big addition. But look, man, back to the Wizards, man. The Wizards to me sometimes I just they, they need to sound a big name. I know De- Delonte said a big man, and one of y'all said big man, but I think they need to sound a big name. You know, a a Carmelo type person, a LeBron type person. Get somebody like that on your roster. Hey, you just asked about uh, Drummond. Why don't you get signed Drummond? Yeah. yeah I, and, you know, yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken, this is the second year in a row around free agency that we talked about the Wizards getting Drummond. But we they don't sign nobody. No, they won't. I think that's going to change now that Ernie's not in charge. Because, you know, Ernie Grunfeld, his whole thing was trading at the trade deadline. And getting big pieces then to make a push in the second half of the season. I don't think Tommy Shepard's like that. Tommy Shepard's like, okay, we got a good roster. But, see, the only problem with this roster that the Wizards have now, defense. They can put up 120, sometimes 130 points a game. They just don't have any defense because if you put up 120, I mean, if they put up 120, the, the other team's going to put up 130. They put up 130. Yeah, yeah the, the other team's going to put up 140. That's the only thing. They just don't have the defense. And that's why I've been saying it for two years. That's where Mark Jackson would help out at. He would help with that defense. Short up. So instead of them, yeah, you may score 100 points on us, but we're going to put up 130. Now, nobody's denying that. This is one of the most exciting Wizards teams in recent years. But they can't stop anybody. That's the problem. Right. Now, looking at the Knicks, um, Mike Miller's their inter- interim coach. That's a, a older Mike Miller, not the Mike Miller that was a player. Um, they got Keith Bogans, Judd Bushler, Caleb Canales, Royal Ivy, and Pat Sullivan on the bench. Um, like what you said, Delonte, what they did to Coach Fizz was just – he didn't even get a chance. He didn't get an opportunity. Nope. And you gave him a big man heavy roster. You got you signed Taj Gibson, Julius Randle. Um, who else you got? Uh, you got Kevin. You still got Kevin Knox. You got Marcus Morris, Bobby Portis. You signed him. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. You got a lot of guys, you got a lot of big men on here, but I don't see anybody that's <sighs> RJ Bird should two guard. Um it's nobody Wayne Ellington, one of your point guards. It's nobody on this team that puts any 
rumble in my heart, but Julius Randle, Dennis Smith, of course, you know, he's a beast. Uh, Marcus Morris, another fake gangster. Um, yeah. And we'll get into fake, fake gangsters in a minute because I, I got something that I want to say about that, and I want to hear what you guys say. But uh, this, the, the, the way this roster is put together, I say you got to build around R.J. Barrett. And Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, okay. But you got to make a choice between Taj Gibson and Bobby Portis. It's got to be one of the two of those guys got to go. You don't need all these forwards when you don't have any any scoring threats. And none, none of these forwards are scoring threats. None, none of these guys are going to put up 20 and 10. That, some of them not even going to give you 10 and 10. You need guys that's going to going to produce. I don't need a guy that's going to give me five points and 15 rebounds. I don't need five guys like that. One or two is good, but I don't need five guys that's going to give me five points and 15 rebounds. I'm sorry. I need I need a 20-20 man. If I can get one 20-20 man and a 15-10 and 10 guy, I'm fine. But this roster is put together so damn bad. But the question is, will they ever become a, a – a, a respectable franchise ever again. As long as Dolan is is the head of the franchise, no. And that's that's it, and that's all. I'm, I don't even have nothing else to say about it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Now, before we get out of here, let's talk about fake gangsters. On Twitter, a couple days ago, Kendrick Perkins, Kevin Durant got into it on Twitter. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys seen the exchange, but uh, I'm, I, I, it's no secret. I'm not a fan of Kendrick Perkins. I wasn't a fan of Kendrick Perkins as a player. I'm not a fan of Kendrick Perkins on ESPN. I'm not a fan of Kendrick Perkins at all. Yeah, you played in the league and great. You, you, you accomplished a dream that so many of us had. But I've seen you in a suit talking trash to guys on the court. And I'm like, dude, you're a sucker. Stop. And I've said it once before on this very show. You want to come to D.C. and you want to think, you know, you could bring your entourage or whatever. Just know that my army's bigger than yours. I'll call you a sucker to your face. I'll call you a couple other things to your face. I don't, I don't like you. You know, I got anytime you go on the Internet and you become a keyboard gangster, you're already a fake gangster, but you come and become a keyboard gangster. You come at a man about his decision that he made because he left Oklahoma City. Everybody knows, you know, you know, they gave give Kevin Durant the blues about going to a 73 and 19. He got two championships out of it. You know, he's still the best player in the league when he plays. So tell me how somebody, a, a player of Kendrick Perkins' caliber can ever discuss what Kevin Durant or a player of Kevin Durant's caliber did for himself. I think he was just speaking on uh, best player in OKC history, and I think he was just talking in terms of uh, impact, maybe, uh, longevity. I don't – I mean, I – I, I saw the exchange myself. I don't think it was a slight towards uh, Katie. I could be wrong, but I I think he was just paying you know all out homage to uh to to Russ. But of course, you know Katie, you know he he figured like man, I won the MVP first. 
you know, I, I help get them, you know, get, you know, get the, uh, the thunder to the, 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 the finals, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's quite a bold statement for, uh, for Perkins to make. So, you know, I, I can see it from both sides, how he would take offense, but, you know, for, for Katie to be like, yeah, you was our center. And then you a- averaged a whopping two points. And then this, uh, record-breaking three rebounds. Like I, I was like, eh, come on, man. You know, you can't can't feed into it because Kendrick is going Kendrick. So you just gotta be like, all right, you know, his opinions. You know, everybody has one. That was Kendrick's opinion. He felt that Russ was the best player. You know, he's the best player in OKC um, franchise history. I, I sent it to BJ, and BJ said it like this. He said, that's two cats, two D-claw cats. Oh, yeah. Yowing at each other. Because mm-hmm. it's not even – I felt it was unnecessary. But one thing, I'm not going keep – keep another man's name out your mouth. If you ain't got nothing good to say about that man, or if you got beef with him, you got beef with him, but keep that man's name out your mouth. Because if you say something, and you know, he tried to pull KD's car, so KD pulled his card. I, I'm, I'm not even mad about that. I'm not mad about none of it. Because I, I, you know, hey, it was entertainment while I was at work. So I, I was good with it. But keep that man's name out your mouth. And it seemed like every chance he get, he takes a dig at KD. But you know, he—I I, noticed—he don't take no digs at Kevin Garnett. He don't yeah. take no digs at Paul Pierce. Right. And I'm like, you know, that was the only time that you went to the finals and you actually produced was when you was with Boston. Because after you left Boston, you did nothing. Mm-hmm. And you—you—you you, you had a a great supporting cast around you. You had a, a backup in Leon Poe. Who outplayed you, but you know, y'all y'all still got the chip and everything. I'm just, I just, I think the, it, it more more along the lines it kind of blew my day because it was Kendrick Perkins. If it was Russell Westbrook saying this, Stephen even Stephen Adams. If it was Stephen Adams, you know, jumping out of character saying this. I probably wouldn't feel this way. I'd probably be like, okay, that's Steven Adams. He, you know, he got a right to an opinion. Steven Adams is a double double man. It just uh, let me let me digress before before I get into it and I call that man something I don't really want to call him. <laughs> oh man. Any parting words, fellas, before we go and sit back, enjoy these two games on Sunday. Um Houston still up 21-0 on Kansas City right now, driving fourth and one, and they are inside. Oh, what they call the timeout? What are they? What they at? I can't even see where the ball at. What's that inside the 30? Man. And they look like they're about to score again by hook or by crook. It may be a touchdown, maybe a field goal. But any thoughts before we go, fellas? Uh the games. Thoughts. Oh, shout out to <laughs> Shout out to uh, OKC's crowd for their treatment of uh, uh, Westbrook. Happened to watch that game, and you know they they gave they showed him a lot of love. So you know, shout out to them. Um, shout out to Dwight Howard, uh, 
34 years old dunk contest participant. Um, will he bring uh, Superman back? Mm, we'll see. Mm. Shout out to the Titans. Congratulations. Now, now, if Dwight Howard brings back Superman, I need Nate Robinson to walk out as the kryptonite. Yeah. That that's now that'll make the dunk contest. But hey, hey, let me let me say something real, 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 real quick. Uh you you brought up something and, and I kinda had an idea about um NBA thugs. Um we should do I think what uh, what we'll do off air is work on the NBA all thug team and then we'll present it on a future podcast. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, because is this a past and present players or what? Oh yeah, yeah. Well we can do that. Oh we can do that. We we can have a first team and Steven a Jackson, team. Ron Artest driving the boat. <laughs> Kend- uh, Kendrick Perkins. Uh right. Oakley. Uh, I'm trying to think. David West. Oh my um, good. Charles Barkley. You're right. Yeah, Bar- uh, Barkley and both Charles Barkley and Oakley. Xavier McDaniel. Yeah, it's man. Man, man we, we go on and on. I might even yeah. throw Patrick Beverly in there. Yeah, but I, 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 think, I think his answer is more just to get in your head. That's you what, but the thing is, he tough too. Because if yeah, you try to punk tough. him, he gonna mm-hmm. come back. Yep, Marcus Smart, uh, the Morris brothers. It's, it's it's a lot, man. Quincy AC, I can go on and on. Yeah, yeah I we like work on an offline. I like that. Yeah. I like that. But before we get out of here, we're going to hear something special from BJ. And then after that, that is it for the Sideline Junkie Sunday Rise. Uh, We'll be back hmm, Tuesday. That's the the plan. Come back Tuesday. Uh, DC Sports Rundown. Got a lot to cover there. That's when we'll dive in deep to all the red skin hirings and movings and shakings. Talk about the Caps. uh, The Wizards talk about the nationals and most definitely we got to include baltimore in that and really talk about baltimore and our feelings on how that season ended so until then after bj that's delante that's Junie. i'm kg we are out of here peace what's up ladies and gentlemen this is your boy bj from the sideline junkies coming to you solo Coming to you distraught, disappointed. Ah, so much to get to. Where do I start? Let's start with the uh, big boy, the NFL playoffs. My Buffalo Bills get knocked out by the Houston Texans, a game they had. I believe it was 13-0. Had control of in the first half, and the better QB won the game. Deshaun Watson came through and showed us why he he's a bad man. I hate to use that term from Stephen A., but... He just he came through. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was held either without a catch or he had a catch, and those those all all of that turned in the second half. Buffalo just continued to shoot itself in the foot and gave that game to the Texans. That would have been their first playoff win since 1995. And if you were listening to the broadcast at all, they reminded you of that 20,000 damn times. Okay, 
a little breakdown of the game. I won't get into it too much because we're in divisional week and it's a lot to talk about there. The fellas are actually podcasting now, so just add this to it since I can't be there with them. Um, the Buffalo Texans game. A lot of that's going to go on Josh Allen. Why? Because he's the quarterback. He's the leader of the team. The quarterback position touches the ball every play. And he got to a point in the second half where the stage was too bright for him. And he looked like a deer lost in the headlights, for a lack of a better term. He just looked lost. A lot of his balls were ducks. And, you know, he just, the stage was too big. And he, he, he shut down mentally. It just was too much for him. He started trying to do too much. The um, the run he had, trying to pitch it to the tight end. He threw a, a damn jump ball to DeMarco, the fullback, which was, it's just, I understand he's a second-year QB. All right? And I said, most of the blame is going to go on him. I'm not going to put all of it on him. I'm going to put most of it on him. But that goddamn offensive line is going to get the rest of it because there were plays. Now, my, my, my good friend Gary brought up a good point. J.J. Watt has been out. God knows how long he's been out. That was his first game back in a while. There's no reason he should have made an impact. All right? I think that's Cody Ford's side. He got de- demolished the whole game. But not just Ford. The rest of the offensive line got demolished the whole entire damn game. Okay? There were plays where as soon as Josh Allen got the ball in his hand, as soon as he hiked the ball, there was a Buffalo Bill offensive lineman getting beat, already someone in the backfield, Josh Allen, having to scramble for his life. So, like I said, I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Uh, Buffalo, in the offseason, they need to address the offensive line issues, whether it's coaching, whether it's getting somebody in there that's, you know, a little bit more ready to handle, you know, grown men on the other side. The, 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 that's secondly. The first thing they have to do, they have to go get – a playmaking wide receiver, okay? John Brown and Cole Beasley, they are what they are, okay? Cole Beasley is a slot guy. He's an excellent addition when you have somebody that is super dominant, uh, like a Dez Brown, like, you know, um, like Amari Cooper, okay? Then that's when Cole Beasley can open up. But when you can't stretch the field and you don't have anybody to that the defense is scared of, then you get what you get. So, on. Leaving the Buffalo Bills in the past. Moving on. Let me tell you why I'm really pissed off. The Titans knocked out the Patriots. Okay? The Titans just beat the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore never, ever had grasp of that game. Tennessee came in there with Derrick Henry, 6'3", whatever he is. He's a monster. And Baltimore had no answer. You would have thought they just assembled that goddamn Baltimore team. Just just right like an hour before kickoff, they were walking around the damn harbor finding people to play. They look bad. They look bad. Um, you know, I, were, I really did want to see Lamar Jackson move on. There's a great story. He's doing great. And um, it's not going to happen. So right now you got Ryan fucking Tannehill in the AFC Championship game waiting for the winner of the Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs, which I, I'm going with Houston until Kansas City can prove to me that they can play some type of damn defense. I'm going to go with Houston because Houston can rush the passer. 
And I, I just I have a feeling. I don't think Kansas City defensively is ready. They can go up and down the field and score all day. So can Houston. And Houston has one of the best receivers in the game. It, 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 depending on who you're talking to, he's number one or number two. And uh, if you listen to this podcast since we began, we've always been hot on Deshaun Watson. So <laughs> I'm leaning towards the Texans in this game. Um, so what would that be? Texans and Tennessee, that AFC championship game would be played in Houston because Houston's the higher seed, you know. Um, that's all I really got for right now. Uh, you know, I know the guys are, are doing the main podcast. You'll just hear me as an addition. Uh, me and KG, we'll be doing DC Sports Rundown. We got a lot of um, we got a lot of Redskins stuff to cover. The, the coaching staff has finally been assembled. Ron Rivera put his put his boys together. Uh, of course, more movement in the front office. And me and KG, we're going to break that down because there's a lot to do. Um, if you're a Redskins fan, there's a great time to be excited. It really is. I'm telling you, drink the Kool-Aid. I don't care how much sugar's in it. Drink the Kool-Aid because I don't want to get too much into it because we're going to do it on DC Sports Rundown. But when you talk about a team that's lacking discipline, lacking, um, just lacking everything in that category, I had the words, but I just lost track. I'm looking at stuff outside. Don't mind me. It's old age. Your boy just celebrated a birthday. January 10th, happy birthday to me. So with that, me forgetting stuff, I'm going to sign off. This is BJ, Sideline Junkies. Catch y'all next time. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show ID, you can always email the fellas. Sideline Junkies 24-7 at gmail.com. Junkies out.